Today's intention is energy. The concept of energy, that is. Hey, it's Bobby. Welcome to Student of Intention, where we help you enjoy the pursuit of purpose. Remember, don't wait. Start small. Learn as you go. Hello, friends. Welcome to Student of Intention. I'm your host, Bobby Dysart. Student of Intention is this little corner of the podcasting world where we spark, strengthen, and support self-discovery. It's just a wonderful afternoon here in the Creative Palace. I am beyond excited for today's show. Um, Not only because I got this guy, John Osberg, joining me. Uh, who I'll introduce in a moment. But this is the first Student of Intention podcast where I have a co-host, a friend of the program, Adam Cleveland, who I'll uh, I'll also introduce here momentarily. Um, But yeah, it's the first uh, Student of Intention podcast where we we have three folks on on the program. And so really excited to see how this plays out. Um, As you probably know, through all the things that I talk about on the show, big fan of experimentation and seeing where things flow. Um, and that will certainly be the case today, having both Adam and John join the show. Before we, we get into that quick story, and this story actually just came to me via Adam, so I stole it from him. I actually had another story planned, but um, as it happens, the universe just sort of seeded this idea for this show, and, and I want to take it by the reins and, and share it with you folks. So Adam, in last week's Student of Intention call, uh, set the intention for every day he wanted to do three things. Um, those three things being he wanted to consult somebody, he wanted to compliment somebody, and he wanted to go congratulate somebody. And so he shared um, just before uh, the, this program um, started getting recorded that he had a beautiful experience congratulating uh, another human being, a person from his past um, today. So after a few days of congratulations, um, as you might understand, like he kind of ran out of folks to congratulate. He couldn't really think sort of off the cuff of like, how do I get this congratulations in? So he sought his platform of, of uh, business connectivity, LinkedIn, uh, and, and was scrolling and found this, uh, this person from his past, this guy named Rusty, um, who had, wouldn't you know it, had opened his own manufacturing business, had reached a company milestone, um, in, in, in short order, he was doing some really good things that Adam wasn't aware of uh, previously, and he wanted to reach out to Rusty and just give him the congratulations, let him know that um, he was pulling for him and really excited for what he was doing. And turns out Rusty is also in Los Angeles or, or in Southern California. So he and Adam decided to meet up, reconnect over a meal, and just were like peas and carrots. Um, you know, had a great discussion about uh, their different journeys and now um, have made plans to continue conversation and, and keeping in communication um, moving forward. And so it was just like one of those awesome moments where you hear somebody set an intention and not only do they complete that intention and things that go along with it, um, but he made a new friend, was aware of something that um, he wasn't previously aware of and is going to have a new relationship in his life that uh, that who knows where it'll go moving forward. So Um, With that, I'll shift to introducing Adam. Adam, welcome to Student of Intention, and thank you for that story. Thanks for having me, Bobby. (laughs) And then um, our guest on today's show, uh, we are joined, Adam and I are joined by um, 
Johnny Osberg, aka Johnny Osmosis. He's also the he's the founder of Osmosis Consulting, where he catalyzes community business and human transformation. Johnny Oz Osmosis, welcome to the show. Let's go, let's go. Thanks for having me, boys. And I uh, just want to acknowledge Adam. That's that's beautiful, man. Um, there's a great power to acknowledgement and recognition. So. Uh, I enjoyed hearing that story. That was awesome. Kudos. So we were, before the show started, we were looking in your, in your background there that you have a book so prominently placed called winning. Um, I also see you have a Buffalo bills hat. I got to think those are two really important things to you, Buffalo bills and winning. Um, is that intentional? You know, it uh, it actually isn't. Uh, I may have done it uh, out of subconscious, uh, you know, desire to will the universe to get my Buffalo Bills uh, a Super Bowl win one of these days. Um, but uh, we're certainly more in the winning column now. The last few years under the helm of Josh Allen, who's also in my backdrop and is a is a kind of a familiar face here in the community. We've got some collaborative projects going on. Our, our quarterback, so. Uh, good pick out there. And yes, the book winning is, is absolutely um, transformative and, and a fantastic read. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you, you know what I do know for sure is you definitely are entrenched in the Buffalo community. Um, and Adam and myself, I think we pride ourselves on being invested in different communities here uh, in local Orange County. Um, so I want to talk about that a little bit. You are uh, like just from reading your LinkedIn and knowing a little bit about you, you have some way, shape, or form involve yourself in PGA reach, due process, accessible academics, F-Bytes team fast. You work with Niagara University and University of Buffalo, the Police Athletic League, First Tee. I mean, countless local businesses that you have um, in your consulting practice. And again, most of it's Buffalo. Uh, I assume like like you're in the fabric of that city a little bit. Um, tell me a little bit about that. I appreciate that. That's very intentional research there and, and digging into my past. <laughs> and, and I will say as a sidebar though, um, I am very invested in Niagara Falls and it may not, it may not be as uh, prominent just yet because there's, there's still a lot of work um, to be done. Well, both in Buffalo and Niagara Falls and for those listening that may don't, don't know the geography of uh, listening or watching um, the geography of the Western York area, it's a 20 minute ride. It's over uh, a couple bridges and it's, um, it's not really um, that, that hard of a drive, certainly not like a, a Californian drive sometimes depending on the city that you're, you're in. But uh, to answer your question there, Bobby, relationship is, is strong. Um, it's rooted in passion, hence the shirt, um, you know, born and raised in the area. And um, I had my start through happenstance, getting involved with a company that um, at the time we were out of a, an apartment, out of a kitchen table, true startup, no clients, no revenue, no nothing. And uh, through some serious uh, work ethic and, and leveraging our connections and networks, um, if I didn't already just say that, um, we really, you know, we we really, we, we brought it to a place that um, allowed me to accelerate kind of my, um, uh, you know, reach, if you will. Um, as a young person, I was in my early 20s. So the relationship with City Buffalo is strong. There's a lot of familiar faces down in that city. And um, there's a lot of really cool things happening here, too. So I like to think I'm a beacon, one of the beacons that shines a light on what we're doing here in, in Buffalo. 
Did you just say Buff Love? Buff Love, baby. B-U-F-F-A-L-O-V-E. Something we came up with here. Oh, that's a lot of great. passion. That was great. And the the business you're referring to, is that the business that you spent? I think you spent like five years there. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right. What's yeah. That company I was, called? Uh, software development, right? So, um, you know, some of your background coming out there and some of the things I've done, I know you, you've got that background, some tech flavoring. I was not necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the technical person, but I was um, the champion for the brand. I was, you know, the top salesperson, biz dev guy, <clears throat> excuse me again. And so, yeah, um, was able to really kind of channel my energy. Part of that intention I set in the beginning um, to get the company along with my, my, my fellow colleagues to get that thing from about three of us and no revenue 2012 to almost 40 people in 2017 when I ended up leaving um, for, for new opportunities. So, it was a special ride, and I, they're now a client of mine, one of my major clients uh, of Osmosis Consulting. So it's pretty nifty. Full circle. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to come back to that because you actually have a really interesting uh, history that I want to dig into. And then after that five-year stint where you went and sort of leading up to um, your consulting practice, because your consulting practice is um, in its infancy. You're only like, what, a year in? You're in some change? Not even yet there, Bobby and, and Adam. We're, uh, we'll be a, a year old as of September, which I'm excited for and grateful for. Wonderful. Well, yeah, so we'll get into that. But I want to read something of yours because you are you're a man of a lot of words and passionate <laughs> words at that. Um, and that's uh, so we got introduced by uh, one of the other friends of the program, Colin Mitchell. Um yes, but we also frequently LinkedIn quite a bit. And I just, I just love your posts. Like if, if, if the listeners are tuning in, if, if you get two things out of today's uh, pod, number one, take Adam's um, you know, commitment every day to consulting, congratulating and compliment, complimenting <laughs> a person. Uh, if you take a second thing, follow, follow Mr. John Osberg on LinkedIn Um, Because you'll get beautiful messages like this one. So he writes, finding your greatness does not actualize in days, weeks, or months. It takes years and years of struggle, patience, discipline, effort, effort when no one is watching, when no one knows you are, when you may not fully know who you are, when no one knows what you're doing, when you may not know what you are doing. A starting point to accumulate clarity on who you are and what you are doing is by getting to the source and that source is you. Go inward, close out the noise, the distractions, get pen and paper and write out these three things. What you love, who you love, why you love those things in them. Hmm. Identify trends within the list. Then at an absolute level of visceral focus and awareness, set out to spend your life surrounded and filled with those loves of yours. The what, the who, and the why. Oof. <laughs> That's beautiful. Got me emotional almost over here with how beautifully uh, you know you read that. That was that was that was great. Oh. Well, blue, be- beautifully written, man. Easy to easy to read for me. Where does this stuff come from? Because that's not like one. Like you, you do that all the time. That's just one. <laughs> well, I I'd be remiss not to shout out a mutual friend of ours, Bobby, and I'm sure Adam knows him as well. Um, like 105,000 other individuals and growing, though, it's Justin Welsh. Um, mm. 
Justin, his thoughtful, intentional, um, you know, messaging, his, his teachings, um, you know, I've been following him now maybe a year. And I mean, even that post there, guys, I, I sincerely, I, I was caught up in doing the emojis and the caps and all the crap. And, you know, what well, he said it so beautifully, maybe in a post a week or two ago, and it was let your words do the talking, right? Like, let them be what people read. You don't need to do all the buzz and the hoopla of these, you know, colors and, and, and changing out things. So, um, you know, shout out to Justin Welsh for sure. Um, but I, I, where it comes from, it comes from with intentionality. It really does. Not to, to plug the, the name of the show, but I've got this saying, intention plus impact plus inspiration equals income. So um, the intention piece is, is paramount to that because that's really just awareness, right? Having awareness on what you're doing, you know, like we talked before we started the show, um, we talked about our friends here and I won't go too far into the, to the weeds there, but um, I asked for an explanation as to some thoughts you had with, with, with whoop. And it was just so intentional, so layered, right? It just wasn't at a whim. There was substance behind it. So to really answer your question, I do a lot of fitness. I do a lot of thinking. I do a lot of breathing. Um, I have great conversations like this. And um, I do a lot of journaling and a lot of research and a lot of reading. So a lot of things that that um, over time have started to show themselves to, to what yielded, I call a creative renaissance um, that I've had as a 30 year old. Um, I'm more creative now than I probably was when I was a kid. So I think that's part of where where this, uh, this stuff comes from. Mm. Creative renaissance. I like it. <laughs> I like that too. I like that a lot. <laughs> oh, man. That. Let's go. <laughs> um, last line. So you wrote, set out to spend your life surrounded and filled with those loves of yours, the what, the who, and the why. Um, well, let's turn that back on you, Mr. Osmosis. Let's do what it. does that look like day to day for you? So you want me to talk more about the what, the who, and the why. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do that. I'm going to flip that on you guys, but I'll answer first. Um, the what? <laughs> What for me is, is, is servant leadership, right? Um, it's, it, there's no, I don't think, I put a post out today. I don't think there's anything more beautiful than watching somebody, a human being, actualize their dreams, their mission, their purpose, their life purpose. So uh, I grew up in a home that, you know, two scientists, but they, their, their lives are still dedicated to this day in their mid-60s to public service. Um, lover, lo- lovers of all people, of all things, of all ideas, of all um, walks of life. And that's been ingrained in me um, now, again, for 30 years of existence on this earth. So um, the what for me is, is how can I best serve those around me? Um, how can I, um, you know, how can I energize people back to that earlier intention? How can I bring energy to people's lives? Uh, the who? Um, I love everyone, man. I got a lot of love to give. Um, obviously, the, the the inner circle, the inner orbit, if you will, right? So family, um, my, my family, that's always family first. There's another saying that's, I think that's a cliche, but family first. Um, and then I, I have friends, but my friends are uh, what I'll equate to um, a couple dollars and not a lot of dimes. Um, so, you know, I've got people that, um, that I know that if I called, <clears throat> excuse me, at 3 a.m., they got my back. They're answering my call and vice versa. And it's not just said, it's, it's meant. It's not just, hey, call me. I got your back. It's like, 
dead in the eyes, I got your back. So the who, the who is everyone. And then I narrow it down to, you know, my people, my family and the communities in which I serve and my why, my why is, um, I feel, I feel an obligation um, with the privilege in which I've lived my life, right? I've never really wanted for anything. I'm hyper aware of that. Um, I've never really had any significant struggles, like truly like life. I mean, I, I guess I've had one or two, but not to downplay them, but um, I feel obligated because I'm living a life that is so exciting, so passion filled um, that it, every day just gets better than the next. And even when there are struggles, I know why I'm here. So as Victor Frankl would say, uh, an Auschwitz survivor, you know, suffering ceases to be suffering when meaning is found. And so um, I know my meaning. And so any suffering that might come along the way, it actually only adds the energy. It only adds fuel to my fuel source to keep going, which is one of my favorite things. I got it here on my wrist. And so, yeah, that's me. But I'd like to hear more for, unless there's ruminations further on what I've just said, because there's a lot. I'd love to hear the what, the who, the why from you two gents. Mm. You're looking at me. The what? Well, first off, thanks for sharing that. That was, that was really well articulated. And thank you. You know, thinking about the what for me, I mean, service is obviously important, right? Um, I, I, I want to be a good example. And I think, you know, similar to what uh, Johnny's talking about, right? Like you grow up a certain way, you have certain advantages, certain privileges, certain things that have happened to you in your life. And, you know, you kind of start to see the difference and you start to see people outside of that bubble and outside of that circle, right? I grew up in a small town where it was a very, you know, unique kind of bubble. And, I, you know, frankly, I grew up in that town where the things that you saw on the news, like, didn't, you know, it, it didn't happen in our town. So I had no awareness. Right. And now today for me, it's like, if I can be an example of, you know, inspiration of boldness of just doing the right thing and being right to the people around me. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that I'm the guy that goes out and feeds the hungry every weekend. I, you know, I, I wish I could say that I, I don't, but you know, you find your little corners and you, you, you share your influence any way you can. Sometimes it's a podcast. Sometimes it may be LinkedIn, the post that you touch, or maybe it's just a phone call to congratulate somebody. Right. Mm. And so, you know, my, what is, what kind of example can I set for myself and the people around me? And what I've learned is that when I do that, my, who the people around me that Johnny's talking about, it just widens and widens and widens. And that footprint gets so much bigger, just like this, the story I shared with you, Bob, right? Like, you know, somebody I called to congratulate all of a sudden they live here. They've got a thriving manufacturing business when manufacturing's taken a very difficult, you know, turn uh, recently with COVID, you know, he's thriving, he's doing his thing. And now, you know, my influence, my sphere, the people around me just, just grew. And, you know, I, something that you just said, Johnny, and I could see it in your eyes when you said, I've got somebody that I can look in the eyes that will be there for me at 3 a.m. Like, I felt that when you said that. And this guy I met today, Rusty, we knew each other from a past. But, you know, when you meet people and you just vibe mm. and you just and, and you're sharing each other's like souls, energy, like, I, I've. 
energy. It's energy. I feel like I feel like I could call up this guy to today and say, hey, I got a flat tire on my way home from lunch. Can you pick me up? And I bet he would like and, 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 and that's really the who And you know, if, if I go into if I go into the why. I don't know what. Why not? Mm. Right. Like we're, we're only here. We only have so much time on this planet. Right. Like what, what, why not? I'd rather do things to serve other people and to serve my higher power, because I know at the end of the day, when I look up to my higher power and then look out, everything comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Everything comes in. Can I just hit something really quick there? Commenting uh, additive, of course, to this. So back to the, am I feeding the hungry every weekend? You're not. Um, but that's what you said, right? So Adam, there's a phrase though that I, I live in and, and breathe every day. It's you got to serve yourself first before you can serve others. And in that case, if you were feeding people every the hungry every weekend, you're not serving yourself. So when you are out on the weekends doing that, maybe it's, you know, whatever, hypothetically, right? You're not taking care of yourself. And then guess what? You're good for no one. Yeah. You're good for no one. So um, I, I certainly can appreciate that because there's a, there's a common topic now for people like yourselves, movers and shakers, that are that may feel like they get over they overcommit they may dilute themselves they may over over um, you know say yes and how beautiful the art of no is and how how talk about self discovery self care no is a major component to that so I just want to wanted to call that out and candidly I there was a second point that unfortunately I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not fully dialed in I guess all the way so I lost it but I, again acknowledgement and kudos to you for sharing that that's beautiful and um, to be able to do that on the spot like that. I don't think there's a lot of folks out there without generalizing that can really do that. Um, you know, you ask someone their why, go to an event, networking event. I've tried it. Nine out of 10 people look at you confused and then confusion turns to fear and fear turns to anger. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like, why are you asking me my why? I don't know what that means. What are you, some phil phil philosopher? Um, so kudos. So kudos. That's all. That's all, man. Bobby, you're up. <laughs> well, go. it's funny that you um, said that quote. <clears throat> that you said, because it made me think of the Ram Dass quote, I can do nothing for you, but work on myself. You can do nothing for me, but work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in terms of the, what, uh, I, I think of that, like that's in my foreground right now is doing the work on myself first and foremost. Right. And that's across all the buckets. That's across my relationships that impact me, the creative practices that I have in place, the health practices I have in place. Um, my focus on learning more, um, through books, through, you know, relationships, events, et cetera. And then the work, um, what I can contribute. So um, first and foremost is like just getting down and doing that, chipping away at what it is I'm trying to give to the world through student of intention, through consulting, et cetera. Like that's, that's my, what, um, you know, my, who is, I think first and last is my wife, Tracy and my dog, Bernie. I mean, that's, that's, you know, more and more just, right there. Of course I have, um, you know, I have ancillary, but secondary for sure focuses of people mm -hmm. in my life. Um, friends, you know, you know, my parents are still really strong, mm -hmm. um, you know, part of my life, but, um, selfishly or unselfishly, I, I don't know how you look at it, but it's, it's, it's Tracy, my wife and my dog Bernie right now. <laughs> um, and then why, like, why you're right. Why is a hard thing to answer? And it, it's certainly, 
Um, I think it, it, I think why it continues to develop the longer I go down um, a journey and all the different journeys that we, that we go down for me, the why right now is like, is, is to overcome fear. It's to overcome resistance. Like Mm. fear is something that has been my most annoying plague my whole life. I, I can say that with dead honesty, like um, going all the way back to like my uh, athletic endeavors as a you know high school all American wrestler, like I was scared I was going to lose every match, even if I was the number one ranked number one ranked wrestler, and the guy across was the last ranked wrestler. Like I was terrified I was going to lose. I was overthinking it. Um, you know, moving to California, I was scared about that. I was you know certainly writing a book, starting a podcast, anything. Fear is just it's that crippling crippling emotion. And, um, I, I think there could be never, there could be, there, there can't be enough examples of people overcoming fear to help other people overcome fear. Mm. So that's sort of my why both selfishly and for the world, I'm going to keep leaning in. I'm going to keep overcoming fear. And if you get ways, inspiration, et cetera, to do it, hell yeah. Yeah. Rock on on that fear. There's this thing, uh, fear closet, just again, additive, the fear closet. It's a room in our mind. Something I just came up with one day after really having a a tough Monday. I usually don't have tough or rough days anymore. They're, they're not bad days. They're bad times. Right. So they're just almost temporary, but this Monday, man, it was, it hit me. And so I really was intentional and I went inward and I thought about like, what happened on that Monday that just did that to me? And so this concept came to mind, creative renaissance, right? Call out to that again. And the fear closet, when something lives here only, you can't, you can't touch it. You can't feel it. You can't, you can't necessarily see it. You can see it with your mind's eye, but you can't see it. So it, it's so simple, but it's just write it down. So I, I wrote in like kind of Jim Rome, not Rome, but Tony Robbins' mentor, God rest his soul. I, I love Jim Rowan, man. I still learn from him every day, listening to certain things that he just put out. But um, he talks about how our minds just, they, they're wild, right? One little thing can fester into this huge mess because our minds, we can't see it. We can't touch it. We can't, we can't feel it. I mean, you can feel it, but literally you can't. Like to see three top fears from your fear closet that are locked away, to see them on a piece of paper, to talk about them and talk about it with someone else, I mean, that that's a, for me, it was a powerful exercise. I had three things. I wrote them down. Don't make it 10 because I can overwhelm you. And then there comes more fear, but it's like, write those three things down. Nice and short one sentence. What are they? And then what do we got to do now? You see them, you can laugh, almost laugh. at. I'm like, look at that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm nervous about my business taxes. Like, come on, man. Everyone does taxes. I'm a one man show. Like that's real time stuff. Like I joked, I'm like, you're actually nervous about your taxes. Like, come on, man. And like the other one was like building a bookshelf, this bookshelf behind me. It took me a month to build that bookshelf because I just didn't want to do it. I'm not much of a builder with my hands. Finally did it because it was right there. And literally the next day I got everything done. I swear, like it's, it's, it's almost sounds gimmicky, but it worked. So again, additive, hopefully um, well-received and resonant. I, I love what you, you pointed out and I love the term fear closet. I think I started calling it um, the energy vampires. You know, the things that are flying around in my head that are just sucking the life out of me. Um, But I I like what you, you know, I I do something similar, right? You just sit down and you create an inventory. What am I afraid of today? Mm. You know, and I try to do that at night. I don't, I'll say I don't do it every night, but 
you know, take a quick inventory. What am I, what was I afraid of today? Do I owe anybody an apology? Right. Mm. Is there anybody that I should go apologize to or did I, that I didn't show up to the right way? Um, and is there anybody I'm resentful at? Is there anybody mm. that I don't like how they treated me and how can I be kind to them and loving mm. to them later? Mm. But ultimately yeah. that writing it down, you're I, I, I totally agree. It's the first step. And then the next step, the, the next thing for me is who can I go help? And that takes it all away from me. Uh, writing it down it's like oh i feel good now it's like all right who can i go help who who else do i know that may be experiencing this mm-hmm. yeah i mean you action against the awareness go ahead bobby i talk enough no it's all good yeah no i mean the the writing it down is key it, it takes it out of your mind where it can be massive and huge and scary and it mitigates it literally to the to to the page right it, it puts it um in a concise manner it separates it from you um, it's not attached to you. It's something that, uh, again, in a lot of ways can be small. Um, I'm really, you know, thank, thank you for being vulnerable and admitting the, the bookshelf took you down. The taxes take you down. <laughs> Friggin' bookshelf. And then the other one was veganism. I tried it. it. It wasn't really working. I didn't have sustainability at its core. And I failed it for five days. My now wife is four months in because she had a sustainable plan. I mean, that can be, you can argue that sustainability you know, free of environmental stuff. That's a whole other topic. But, you know, when you, when you want to set out to get something done, sustainability has to be there. What's part of sustainability? Planning, preparation, process, right? Follow through. Um, so, and I wanted to comment back on something too. And it was something that Adam, you said, um, I love that you are intentional. I'm just using my mind here to come back. I love that you're intentional about you know, who am I resentful at? Because that's energy. It goes back to the intention. That's There's a reason I, I was searching through my head when, when you guys said, hey, we got to have you set the intention. It reminded me, I should say, and energy just is, it's everything. And so if if we have a bank of 86,400 uh, seconds or whatever it is in a day, you hear that a lot, right? Um, we only have so much energy too, and it's good or bad. So it's like, am I going to mother F this guy that cut me off in their car and spend negative energy? And then that whole, that's road rage is a whole nother discussion on how crazy that is and how uh, unbecoming it is really. Um, but the point is, I'm, I, I wanted to call out kudos again to to you, Adam, because it takes courage, man. It takes courage to to then reach out to those people you may be resentful towards um, and, and be kind. Right. And then also the the apology thing. Here's another concept for our millions of watchers and listeners. Turn apology to appreciation. No one wants to live in sorries. No one wants to live in the negative. And I'm not, this is not a challenge statement or a critique, uh, Adam. It's something that I thought about. I was constantly getting inundated with, with messages or or whatever. I, you know, I was getting, I was backlogged. So I I, I caught myself, right? Intention. Step back. Oh man, I'm in all these text messages, 200 unread texts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. F that. And I guess I'll just say it. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> that it was good uh, to do it. And 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 I, and I said, instead of doing that, let's live in appreciation and gratitude, man. Hey, so grateful for the interest. So grateful for your patience and for the offer or whatever it is. Hey, let's connect. Let's, let's dial it in. If this is still a thing, let's dial it in. Um, and I found that I, I just, my mind, my body, my spirit was in a better place from living in that retro reactive almost versus a response. 
Um, and again, so more ruminations. I get juice on this stuff, as you can tell. Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go. Um, well, well, so I want to take it back to your story because um, that's, you know, that that's really the point of this show, I think, is to hear how folks, you know, take intention uh, in the various stages of action and discovery and then getting alignment um, to sort of go on on different paths, to sort of pivot when it doesn't necessarily seem natural to do so or when there's, you know, obstacles that come in front of us. So, you know, zip all the way back. Um, I, I don't know if you're always Johnny Osmosis, but certainly not in this current form. Um, I was looking at your, you know, at your background, you, you had a really interesting kind of early start to your career. You interned at three giant, you know, uh, corporations, Bloomberg, MT Bank, and City. Like, like that does not sound like the guy that's going to go land at a small company of, I think, like 20 employees for five years. Um, and then after that, you had short stints, relatively short stints, we'll say mm-hmm. under, under two years, under a year, um, mm-hmm. at a few other firms. And then Boom! Now, now you 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 have your consulting practice. So, take us back then. Take us to those early days. You said a little bit of it, um, but I want to start to unpack. Okay, like, well, what did those actions take? What did you sort of discover along the way, and um, and what what sort of came to your aid? Mm. So intentional, brother. You're living that ethos to the T. Um, here's another quote: You just don't know how creative you are until you run out of options. Um, and I unfortunately don't have the author to that, but I'll say it again. You just don't know how creative you are until you run out of options. And so how does that apply here? I, yes, great point. I was all in the sizzle and not so much the substance. Let's get the big name brands. It's good. It's a, these are esteemed opportunities, high end, you know, uh, low acceptance rate to these internships. And, um, and I ended up getting in and it was cool. And then I actually, I won't name names, but one of the names you mentioned earlier, I, I thought I was a shoo-in for their management development uh, kind of program, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a confluence of events happened where I was not prepared for the interview. It wasn't really my fault, but in the end, you know, extreme ownership, you know, it was my fault. I could have done something different probably to make it better, but guess what? Uh, I didn't get the job. I thought I was a shoo-in. Everyone thought I was a shoo-in and I didn't get it. And that really you know, that popped my bubble, burst my bubble, whatever, um, in my senior year of, of college. So now you're like, okay, gripping the stick. And for our hockey fans, gripping the stick a little too tight. Um, you know, I thought this was it. And now I don't know what I'm doing. Well, come in and enter emergence tech group. My, my, um, first ever work home, real work home. And, um, ended up getting an opportunity to come in and really learn what startups and entrepreneurship and, you know, making the sausage, if you will, right? What it looks like, what it's about, how you have to be nimble and agile and resilient. You know, I can still remember there were a handful of times we almost shut the doors down um, in that. And so that, like I mentioned earlier, it's a hyper accelerant to your growth, right? So like, there's another thing I'll say is if you're good enough, you're old enough. That's Trevor Moad, um, who's the father of neutral thinking, uh, coaches Russell Wilson. If you're good enough, you're old enough. So what does that mean? Like, I had something tagged to me, this, this energy, man, John Osborne, that kid, his energy, it is, it is contagious. It's, 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 um, it's deep. Um, but a lot of times it would also come with them the, uh, well, we gotta, we gotta harness it. We gotta channel it better. Um, and a lot of times too, I got tagged with the, uh, the age thing, 
You know, well, yeah, you said you, you just referred to yourself as a kid. I'm sure you got called the kid a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like who's this? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, who's this kid? He's 21, 22. He's, you know, wearing these suits. He's, he's, he's running, helping run a company that's eventually developing. And it was definitely, um, you know, the old imposter, you know, concept of imposter syndrome um, and not being able to have a, div, a divisible or a, a division, if you will, a divider between John at work, John at home. It was a huge problem there. I would associate my worth with how well I did in my job. And that then cascaded into other problems, which, you know, years later looking, um, something I now coach, I coach people. I'll ask them, like, do you separate these two or is this a problem? And most often they're like, well, I beat myself up because I don't meet quota or I don't do this. And I said, we got to talk about that. So, okay. So staying with the story, um, I, I was followed by that energy thing, that age thing. And eventually I wanted to go for, you know, this new opportunity, diehard golfer. And um, I ended up getting with a golf tech company and um, it was a good experience. It was certainly a learning experience. Um, you know, startups are volatile and, um, you know, volatility was pretty significant at the time at this particular one. And uh, I had to, I had to leave. Um, lucky for me though, well networked, I, you know, not to give the whole Genesis here, I'll bring it all together in a second. But a good network, someone was already lined up, another startup, dial it in. You know, uh, unfortunately, kind of not really, um, you know, the, what I thought it was kind of deal. Um, and then ended up actually getting fired out of nowhere uh, or let go out of nowhere. And that was a week after I had just gotten 30 under 30, which is a pretty esteemed, you know, honor here with our, our one of our major public uh, publishers. So you talk about, again, that dichotomy, that, that, that high and then that low. Uh, and then I spent three months looking for a job and I did not pick the right one. Um, just candidly, it was not, uh, not for me. It was a great opportunity, great company, great earnings potential. Um, but it just wasn't for me. And then you, you pair that with personal problems, right? So I started seeing that my activity, my mind fitness, my physical fitness was, was nil, was no, was almost nothing. You couple that in with some extra couple, you know, extra couple beer, uh, let me say that again, a couple too many beers, um, pretty much daily. Um, and you get a person who doesn't know why they're here. Um, usually someone that wants to, uh, be with everyone is isolated, withdrawn. So the signs of depression was never clinically diagnosed, but my father's a psychologist and I know enough and knew what I was feeling and seeing. And, um, I got to a point where I was way overweight and just, I didn't, I didn't know who I was in the mirror. I, I didn't know the guy that was looking at. So to bring it all in focus, um, you know, end of De December, 2019, I said, I got to make some serious changes here because I may not be at the rock bottom moment or that, that back against the wall, but I was arms, I was arms length. Um, and I didn't want to get there. You know, I didn't want to have to have a heart attack or whatever it may have been, right. The major event in someone's life where you hear, Oh, they turned it around. Cause they, they killed someone driving drunk or they, you know, they, they had a heart attack, whatever. I don't want to do that. I just didn't. So I'm like, Okay, we're going to change a couple of things here. January 2020, we'll call it the comeback. At the time, I didn't know it was a comeback. Um, and then over time, I started losing some weight, started getting fitter, started getting happier, healthier. And I started seeing things just, just change. The way I saw the world, the people I was associating with, the things I was doing. Um, and then obviously COVID hits. So that then gives you more of a chance, uh, although people would argue maybe less of a chance, but to really go inward and work on yourself. So I... Um, I really went inward and I spent a lot of time with fitness and getting into marathons and ultra endurance events and, and tagging that to charity. 
and eventually, you know, coming out to 60 pounds loss, running, you know, all these different events and raising tons, you know, a bunch of money for great causes that serve others. And in the end, um, I found myself, I found myself, man. And so sitting here, to, I, people watching this, they're probably like, this dude just won't stop kind of like smiling. And then there's a reason for it. It's like, this is surreal. You know, this is still surreal. And I think it'll always be surreal because I'm just always grateful um, to be able to do this. So here I'm sitting at 650 Eastern Standard Time, chatting with two great human beings about incredible things that hopefully resonate. And I'm certain they will with at least one person because all you need is one, the power of one and the ripple effects around it. So a lot of words, man, hopefully people kept up with that, but I was not always Johnny Osmosis and here I am today and I couldn't be more grateful for being here in this very moment with you guys. Let's go. Hiller. That's a lot. Oh man. Yeah. Um, lots to chew on there. I don't know where you'd even start. <laughs> I mean, I know where to start. And I mean, just thank you. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, thank you. You know, taking it back to, to the why, right. It's this overcoming of fear. It's this overcoming of like um, maybe habits that we've fallen into circumstances that we're not happy with. And so the more of those stories, man, the, the better um, I'm thank sure you. it'll resonate. So thank, thank you for sharing. What, what I like too is, your pathway out, like so often, I think we we think it's we think it's a job, we think it's a relationship, we think it's a, a new location, um, and certainly those things play a part. But no, man, like the reason you're smiling ear to ear is you went inward. You um, started watching what you ate. You started, um, you know, getting outside, moving, um, you know, doing things for charity, right? Like you, you focused on yourself, right? You. Um, and, and all those other things sort of take care of themselves. They come, sure. they come later. You know, I, I was just on a pod the other day where um, the young woman asked me, you know, you know, what's changed about my life since? And I said, it's gotten a lot simpler. I said, mm. I, I think outside of, you know, if, if I nail, um, you know, my diet, my exercise and my sleep, like it's pretty hard to mess everything else up. Like, mm. like everything else can kind of go out the window um, but if I get those three things intact, like it's a good day. And I feel like the, you know, the creative pursuits, the entrepreneurial pursuits, those things will come, that success will come, those opportunities will come um, if we take care of those, those little things. And um, you're a testament to that. You didn't, you, you didn't go seeking um, another job. You didn't go seek, um, you know, what, what, what to some extent was taken from you or that, that, that identity that was necessarily missing. Um, you went about it a different way. Well summarized, brother. Thank you. That's uh, yeah, it's powerful stuff. And powerful I, stuff. and I want Adam's take on this. I mean, I think yeah. all of us have this interesting perspective of our own rock bottom mm. and I, I feel the same way when I'm describing like what I went through in September of last year that sort of spawned the student of intention as you know it today, um, which started with changes in myself. Um, but I had my own version of rock bottom, which I constantly am saying like, well, I, I don't know if it constitutes rock bottom. I don't know yeah. if it's worth that title, but damn if I, it felt really bad. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, there's, I forget how they phrased it, but um, a, a psychologist put it to me this, uh, this way. She, she said, you have big T and little T, big T trauma and little T trauma. 
But mm. either way, it's still trauma, right? It's still traumatic. And you can have high bottoms or you can have low bottoms. But either way, what, what, what Johnny said that I really like is um, basically what you, the quote you said made me think of having the gift of desperation, which, mm. which you know, actually is, a, is the acronym for God. Right. And, you know, not not to get too religious here, but that that was certainly a point for me. It was this gift of desperation. You know, when you reach that gift of desperation, it's like, what do I do? I ran out of options. So mm. either I step up and I get after it and I make it happen. It's like what you're doing, Bobby. You had a fear of overcoming something. And now there's this network of people that that we all get to kind of collaborate and work together and talk to meet awesome people. And we're three pretty stinking cool guys, pretty successful guys sitting here talking about our feelings <laughs> and vulnerability. Like that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. And then admitting it openly that, Hey, I I've hit bottom. I've been arm lengths away from feeling like I can't take anything else. And so mm-hmm. I did something about it. And here's what I did. That's, that's pretty cool. Mm. vulnerability is often mistaken for weakness but it's actually the 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 utmost of strength if you can say to the world is tom bilieu quest nutrition and impact theory podcast man i love that podcast he says if you can stand in in front of the mirror in front of the world um nakedly metaphorically speaking and 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 say these are my inadequacies Mm -hmm. this is me there's nothing more powerful than that because then no one can get you, right? If you just focus on yourself and do that internal work that Bobby, you had ruminated further on, and Adam, you certainly as well, you know, think about that. It's just, it, it's a beautiful place, audience, our listeners and watchers to get when you can just sit back and see, you can see people and you're not judging them, but you can see, you can probably feel who they are, you know, like you can hear them or see them or maybe, you know, it's something they said where maybe they said it to you. You don't even know them. They're like something that was maybe short or curt or, or crass. And, and, and the easy thing to do is react. The easy thing to do is react and say something maybe negative or mean, but instead it's like, come out of, come out of a place of compassion, know that you've got that internal fortress built so much so that that's not going to affect you. That goes back to road rage, right? The road rage thing I mentioned earlier. It's like, you know, am I really that mentally weak that I have to get involved with someone who just cut me off? Give them the benefit of the doubt if, you, if that's the only thing you do. You know, maybe there's a pregnant woman in the back of the car. Maybe they just got fired. Maybe they're having a health issue and let it go by. It's like meditation, right? Thoughts come in and they leave. You see the thought come in and it goes away and that's cool. And that's the, that's beautiful. And so when someone cuts you off, it doesn't even register. People think, oh, you should have said something there. No, man, it's not worth my mental and physical health. I'm out. No, (laughs) more additive, more additive. And and do you find that that seems unnatural to other people? Like hearing you speak and hearing you say that story, is that unnatural to people around you? So lucky for me, goes back to that dollars, not dimes, right? The folks around me, man, they're they're, they're, we're all in the same. We're all on the boat rowing in the same direction. And if anyone's on the wrong direction. Sad to say it, they're not there anymore, man. I've got some best friends, best friends, and I'll openly say it, man. Decades of friendship. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't align. So it's been probably a year on some of these cases. They're burning my mind. I still think about you know the situations to this day where there's no more communi- there's no more communication, mm. there's no alignment, 
Don't be, a, don't be a taker, be a giver. Don't be fixed mindset, be growth mindset. And don't be a consumer, be a creator. Mm-hmm. Mm. Three, three great things, that, you know, this or that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so, so um, now, now when I, when I break down living with intention, I break it down into three phases. That first one is action, which we have exhausted, right? Like mm-hmm. even in your low moment, right? Like you found guidance, you sort of found grace, you found inspiration um, by getting your butt out in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. stop drinking beer, start running, start eating healthy, right? Start doing, you know, charity events, run events, right? Um, and, and then you, you start to gain an awareness, right? You start to get these paths going that, that maybe you didn't see before, right? You, mm-hmm. you could only see the, um, sort of the, the, maybe the, the bad stuff in the mirror. Right. Um, but, but this isn't a solo journey. I, at least I haven't found it right. Like once you really get cooking in a direction and you've shown up for yourself and for others, the others show up for you. So tell me some, and I call it alignment. So can you show me or, or share, I should say some examples, um, recent or otherwise of resources, opportunities, people, um, you know, things that have just sort of, I don't want to say fallen out of thin air, but definitely surprised you along your way. That's like, Oh, this is, this is great. This is helping me go in this direction. Mm, that's a beautiful, beautiful question action now we're at alignment and so yeah i've got one very cool example um you mentioned earlier in some of the not-for-profit work i do um accessible academics accessible academics is designed to um, empower and support um, young people specifically with intellectual and developmental disabilities um, to empower them to live a fulfilling life because everyone deserves it we all deserve a chance at that right so through some of my community works at other names on that list, Trek, uh, it's a co-working incubator. I collided with a woman named Barbara Bose. So shout out to Barb. She knows she got to see who I am, what I'm about and um, knew that I love golf and community. And so there's a young man in our area here who I just was with for many hours on Sunday. He's 21 years old. His name is Nathan Forrestell. Uh, shout out to Nate. Go, go follow him, Nate, the golfer. He has spastic cerebral palsy and uh, was in need of some support. Um, he had a hyper growth spurt and he needed some support in terms of dollars and, and just connections and, uh, and coaching and mentoring. So really it started with just, John, can you be a mentor to this young man, Nate? He's got a great story. He's been in the news. And um, so just again, to be, to be responding to your you know, thin air, you know, right place, right time, things happening, beautiful things you know, kind of occurring. Um, you know, I ended up I ended up going, you know, pretty deep, we'll call it, you know, originally it was supposed to be John mentor, Nate, um, you know, he'll appreciate, you know, your, your golf background, your golf skill, your, you know, your acumen for community. And it ended up where it was like going back to what we all said, gents, right. Adam, especially you, man, you know, you, you, you want to be an example, you know, and you know, you have the resources. So I'm sitting there the eve of our first time connecting through the screen, um, Nate and I, along with a couple others. And I'm like, how, how can I not just tap into my network and shoot out a note, a note to 70 people uh, of, of most of them of great influence, of great connectivity to bring us all together, right? Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U, I am because we are, 
I am because we are. And um, I ended up dialing in some pretty cool stuff as the QB of sorts. But then, of course, you know, you, you drop back in the pocket and you make the pass. Someone's got to catch it. Someone's got to hand it off to. So the community, man, you talk about an exercise for community. I mean, it is just it's something that I, I still to this day, it was only two months ago. I get goosebumps thinking about and to see where it's evolved, you know, tagging in. You know, this is another example. Right. Thin air kind of things. Valentino Dixon. He is a, he's one of one. We're all one of one, like it is a human, but this dude, I'm telling you, he's 27 year exoneree, wrongful imprisonment here in the Buffalo, New York area, uh, African-American gentleman, um, you know, wrong place, wrong, uh, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. And he ended up getting tagged to a 27 year sentence, which finally was exonerated because of his art. He's an artist. He draws with pencils. He does golf courses, friends with the Obamas. This is a, a man that I've become very close with because I, I feel this magnetism of just, again, service, do the right thing, be human, be real. Um, and so in the end, what I ended up doing was I got I, I, it just still doesn't make sense to me. I got one of Valentino's. He volunteered it to me. Um, it's one of 100 limited edition, the Barack Obama special of the, this golf hole for all our golf fans, uh, Augusta national. So it's a pencil drawn, beautiful. It takes 50 hours for him to do one of them. I think it's 50, maybe it's 10, 10 hours to do one, draw it out. He gives me one of them whatever you raise, John, I, I sell it at this amount. It's a four figure, it's a four figure piece, whatever you raise hundred percent goes to Nate. So it's like, well, you can't make this up. And then you know, Valentino and then countless other people, you know, we had to buy, find a buyer for the piece of art, found a buyer. The person overpaid what I was looking for, put that right into the GoFundMe. Next thing you know, he's got his, he's got clubs. I got goosebumps. He's got gear. He's got connectivity. I got him an honorary membership at a beautiful golf course here because it's like, I know the people there. I know they're all about service. So let's dial it in. So a lot of moving parts, again, a lot of passion, a lot of energy, but um, this is the stuff that did I ever think a year ago, I'd be doing this two years ago, I'd be doing this, I'd be laughing about it. What? But again, service mentality, humanity at focus and, and the things that you can unlock. I mean, it's, it's just, it's surreal. It's a movie. It's a movie. That's a great example. <laughs> yeah. That's a good example. Too many layers. I hope our followers, our listeners and watchers are, are following well, because I know I got a lot going here. Oh, man. I mean, that's a tough one to follow. But I mean, it's again, it's a great example. So you not only got introduced to this, um, um, this young mentee, right, mm -hmm. that I assume you're still involved in this, uh, in this young guy's life. I am. I was just with him on Sunday for eight hours. I was his uh, his golf partner for a pretty cool event. One of our local golf companies held the Encore Golf Cup. So I had Nate as my, he requested me to be his, his, his partner. So we we dialed it in, in the rain and all. We're a hearty group, Are these Buffalonians we are. So um, <laughs> special, special to still be, you know, of course, connected to Nate. We're a hearty group. And then um, to get connected to, I'm sorry, what's the gentleman's name that was serving? Valentino Dixon. Yeah, a lot of- Valentino Dixon. That's a, that's a good name too, but- A must follow, guys. Check them out. I'm serious. I'll send some links when we're done here because uh, there's some cool stuff we're brewing on. Yeah. So Valentino Dixon, um, by the way, also a golf lover, and he, he draws this uh, drawing of a hole at Augusta and mm -hmm. you auction that golf- drawing off um, on behalf of, of Nate, right? That's right. And that ultimately right, right. ended up um, raising a bunch of money, taking care of him right. for his um, involvement in golf. 
isn't that just amazing boys i mean and uh, like you said like really dude two years ago somebody tells you that like you're just like what about like get out of here go get out what do you do? what kind of drugs are you on give them to me i'm gonna throw them in the garbage <laughs> oh man yeah well I mean, uh well recapped yeah that's what i want like i mean that's at the end of the day what i want i think you got to be clear on two things with regards to that right so so one is it, it, it starts with your action though. Like you have to set the ball in motion two years ago, hitting your, your, your bottom, doing those things coming out of there. Um, and then you can't, you can't shortcut it. You can't shortcut the process. The shortcut of the process is doing the work, right? Like you can't, there's no way you can even discover that path towards Nate and towards Valentino without taking every single step. But mm. the thing that, the thing that I think we can all, you know, rest easy upon is like when we do these things in our lives, when we take that action, like alignment is around the bend mm -hmm. moments mm -hmm. like that are around the bend opportunities like the one with Nate um, will come. You don't, you can't control how or, or when, um, but they will come and opportunities like um, with, like what Valentino gave you um, will, will be there as well. Um, so trust, but you got to do your, you got to do your part. <laughs> well, if you're not doing the work, you, you can't even acknowledge or see these opportunities come up, right? It's all wow. of this inward, everything that you're doing, you, and as you say, I love it. Let's dial it in. Dial it in, baby. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. dial it in, baby. And, and it's like, okay, I can get this person, I can get this person, I can make all this happen. I like that. But you got to do the well and to set that emotion, Adam, additive to your additive to what you're saying, right? Awareness and actioning against the awareness, but you have to be you have to have a solid foundation, right? Because it's like your brain goes back to fear, fear and overwhelm live together, right? You know, and when you're overwhelmed, fear comes out of that. And so you could say to yourself, like, I could have sat back and say I was not dialed in as, as well as I, I like to think I am. I could have been overwhelmed, like, oh my God, where do I start? I got too many people. I got this, I got that. You know, are they going to be offended? Uh, you know, if I if I reach out looking for for dollars and for support, like all these things, like if you can't use your breath and harness your breath and your mind and your presence, your intention, you can't set anything in motion then. Cause it's like, I got too many things. I'm distracted. You know, this is something back to Justin Welsh, attention economy. You know, how many, how many subscriber lists are you on and that you don't need to really be on text, you know, marketing and, you know, TVs and radio and the list goes on. Um, I mean, we, it's hard, it, you know, it's hard to, to stay with it, but if you can just get that one or two kind of tactics that are top of mind, always, you know, immediately shut the screens down and start doing that breathing. They call it whiskey breathing. If you've ever heard of it, Bobby, maybe you've heard, you got water breathing, coffee breathing, whiskey breathing. It's a TED talk I watched many months ago and take it in nice and slow. It's a four count and then an exhale to eight, always a longer exhale. And that's how you're going to bring things down. You're going to dial things down. And you could also do physiological size. Shout out to Dr. Andrew Huberman, where you literally taken up and I'll stop with this. I know you guys are probably like, Jesus, this guy's off the rails, but it's just, it's stuff that people maybe you are hear. not off the rails. Cause I have just found that this is your rails. <laughs> Dude, you're, all right. All right. All right. That's, that's well said brother. Big kudos. But to finish the physiological side thing, it's real time stuff. You literally take a breath in through your nose. It's like a, and then 
On top of it, an immediate exhale. And what that does is it offloads carbon dioxide, which is a, a stimulant to cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So it's like these things that you do where it's like these little things that can help dial you in to keep doing what you're doing and keep going. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I just took a, my face hurts from smiling so much, darn it. Oh, cheap. well, I mean, I could hang out here all day, but um, we, we've got a We've got to wrap this thing here pretty soon. Um, I think just to kind of close this out, man, uh, I, I guess to round out this conversation too, for the listeners, like the other thing is this, this is a circle. This isn't a line, this, this action discovery alignment. We, we um, 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 uh, at, at some point get back to action and got to take it again and got to go through the journey again. Um, so, you know, I, I, I know Adam has his, his actions he's taking, his commitments. I know mine. Um, I'm curious, like just what's up to the latest of, of now, like in your foreground of things that you're doing to, you know, progress along your journey. I'm going to be brief with this one. Great question. A um, couple alliteration pieces, you know, uh, or, or slogans. Uh, I'm working every day to fortify my focus better. Um, you know, again, attention economy. So uh, the other one is corralling critique, right? So these, these alliterations, right? So how can I learn? Fortify my focus, corralling critique. Right. Like how can I learn more, right? I be hungry for the opportunity to learn, be hungry, be upset. Better yet. I put a post out recently about this, be obsessed, you know, greatness and obsession. uh, They live on the same block. Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, the list goes on. They were all obsessed. And they were obsessed so much so that they achieved such heights, right? And so for me, it's it's how do I fine tune that focus, right? And how can I keep you know keep getting better through critique? Those are the two things right now. Love it, love it. Um, and I guess just for for the listeners, how do they engage with you? What's the best way to get a little bit more Oz in their world? Let's go. Well, um, podcast too. So I've got my own, the power of osmosis video podcast. Um, and so I, I'd love to have you gentlemen on sometime. I'm being sincere too. We'll, we'll dial that in off, off air. Um, so you can hit the podcast. They're all really, um, especially last 10, they're how to's, right? So again, attention economy, if you're going to spend 30 minutes with me, you better be learning something. It better be stimulating. It better be fun. It better be inspiring. Um, so I, I pivoted maybe halfway through my, my episode log and, and started really the how-to stuff, make it resonant and actionable. Mm-hmm. So the podcast, of course, we talk LinkedIn a lot. So I uh, love to hit, get hit up on LinkedIn and, and connect there. Um, and then, you know, the basic other social media link tree, um, you know, uh, you can find that O-Z-M-O-S-I-S, um, power of osmosis. So mm. and, and if anybody watches this on video, we are not sponsored by Whoop. I am out on Whoop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he says, uh-oh, Will Ahmed, the CEO, is going to hit me up. Be like, yo, dude, you can't, be, you can't be rolling with these jive turkeys, man. The guy that's <laughs> off it now. I mean, I'm always for sale, though. He can, he can bring hey. me back to the dark side if he wants, uh, but he's, he's, got, uh, he's got some work to do. <laughs> like anything right like we all do right we talk about that we're always it's 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 practice it does not make perfect practice makes progression um and we're all just working progress you know works in progress you know that's all we are every day beautiful well gentlemen adam john appreciate you guys joining today good stuff thanks everyone thank you boys hey 
It's Bobby. Thanks for listening to today's show. For more, follow Student of Intention at www.studentofintention.com. And remember, don't wait. Start small. Learn as you go.